With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, celebrating six years of podcasting. This is episode 525. I am your host, Steve V., alongside birthday boy extraordinaire, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm very good. How are you? Good, good, good. I sense a little bit of tiredness in that voice. We'll talk more in a second. Of course, joining us to round out our beautiful equation we've got for you tonight, or today when you listen to this, is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. Darling, I am exhausted as well, darling. <laughs> I think we're all a little exhausted because Jeremy was here in New York City to celebrate his birthday. He brought along some friends from Massachusetts along the way. We had friends from out of the woodworks. It was such a beautiful, fun, celebratory weekend to celebrate you, Jeremy. But you tell us, how was your weekend here in New York City? It was incredible, long, and a lot of fun. And I mean, we couldn't have packed anything more into the three full days and one night that I was there. (laughs) Well, we threw a very fun birthday party here at my place that had all of your friends, a lot of our mutual friends. Cody, Mm -hmm. of course, was there. It was kind of really amazing, too, because at one point we actually had all of the minus Teddy, who lives in Los Angeles. But we had all of the hosts here at the party, including Lincoln and Cody and Jeremy and myself. Although were you in the same room at the same time, Cody? Me and Lincoln met outside when we crossed paths going from and coming to the elevator. Yeah, I think they were in passing. Yes. That's right. Because Lincoln, as you can imagine, had another party to go to. and was (laughs) She's popular, honey. She was popular, (laughs) right. Um, But looked like a million bucks. Everybody actually looked so good, I thought. Really, everybody stepped it up. We dance we talked we laughed we ate we drank and then we carried the party over to a bar industry where the music continued a little bit more libations and talking and fun and dancing just so much fun jeremy you are known though for getting up really early and this weekend was no different 
you <laughs> made your you get up really early and you go 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 until you can't go anymore and then you have to nap and it's totally if you know jeremy he needs a nap in the middle of the day see i just sleep in so then that way i don't need Me a nap <laughs> yeah 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 but I, I love how you roll and one of the things i was just scrolling through your instagram at j ross lopez and you caught a lot of the Christmas spirit that is New York City with the lights and the window displays. How fun was that for you? That was an amazing experience. And I loved the the windows this year. They were just so like beautiful and shiny. And uh, the crowds were crazy. But you should definitely plan to see the windows at night. So what we did is we planned for exactly 430 when we knew that it was dusk to arrive at the Plaza Hotel and then walk down to Rockefeller. Fabulous. I mean, that is okay. That is so spot on and how you have to do it because a lot of people have been saying, including the news that in many ways, tourists are back this particular year for Christmas. Thank goodness. But if you're trying to get to Rockefeller Center, good luck getting close to the tree. But Mm. there is strategy. And I think you nailed it right by you know get there at dusk and we all know dusk sadly is at 4 30 these days so plan ahead but happy to see that new york's back in full swing with the christmas spirit and there's no other city i feel you know maybe paris london of course do it fabulous i'm sure boston and people are going to come for me for their cities but <laughs> new, york, <laughs> new york is iconic in many ways and we're going to be talking about some most popular cities that and awards that just came out in a little bit but let's get into some hot topics including you know i just got for some reason i had my annual physical land on in December. And some people might think that's kind of a weird time to do it because it's the holiday season. And why would you want to do all these test results? But it just worked out for me that way. And I got my physical, thank goodness, everything came back great. They took four vials of blood from me. I was like, Lord, what are we testing for? Yeah, but that is a lot. A lot. I, you know, I have mine this, is like uh, the. I think the first week of January I do every year. Okay, so yeah, whether it's end of year, first yeah. of the year, when's yours, Cody? Yeah. I think I was gonna. I'm gonna try. We now that you mentioned it, I'm gonna try and schedule mine before I leave for Kansas. So if I don't get it done this month, I'll get it done next month for sure. Well, one of the things I got tested, of course, along with the regular physical was my STIs. And it had been a minute and I had said that I was going to go a little more regularly to get my STIs checks. Fortunately, everything came out good. And I now do the oral and anal swab as well, because this boy was having a lot of fun in Vakaya and here (laughs) at the Eagle recently. And is it weird that I was kind of surprised that I didn't have anything come back? <laughs> I don't know what that, that just means you had I've a great time. <laughs> I've definitely been there before, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right. And it's like I'm about to go back to the the Bay Area where I may shoot a scene with the guy for my OnlyFans. A little more than that in a little bit. But also, hey. I'm going to be back in Puerto Vallarta. And I just thought, you know, I should probably – I need to get this anyway to – to get my prep uh, renewed. So anyways, happy for that. Happy. I got a good health seal of approval and yay to that. 
Okay, well, we were talking about OnlyFans, and I've mentioned that I recently launched my OnlyFans, and it's Sexy Poppy Steve V. Well, last week I was put, putting up a video, and the video was me of doing naked yoga and some stretches that I like to do. Some are good for bottoming, and I thought it was maybe not on the tamer side of something that I'm going to put out there, or even that I've already put out there, but... Some of the wording I put out there got got uh, checked by OnlyFans. Like, in other words, I had some restricted words that weren't allowed. And I thought, what in the world could I be posting in this verbiage about doing some naked yoga on a Friday that is going to be called for restricted words? And let me read you some of the restricted words that OnlyFans doesn't allow. And you'll see where I'm going with this because... Remember, I was doing naked yoga, but they Mm -hmm. have words that you cannot use in your description like abduct, abducted, abducting, things like asphyxiation. You can't put things like blackmail, bleeding. You see where I'm going, right? (laughs) Some cannibal (laughs) are words that you cannot use. Other words, choke, choking, comatose, consent, drunk. How you doing all this in the yoga? That's what I want to no, know. So, well, <laughs> so these are words that I did not include, right? And oh, okay, yeah. I'm saying these are words that you cannot use, and I'm trying to give you guys an example of fecal. Uh, Yikes! Gang bangs you <laughs> cannot use. Let me just say what you cannot use, so you know where. Uh, kidnap. More words. Menstruate. Uh, molesting. The N word. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Pedophilia, prostitution, rape. Okay. The list goes on. I'll post this on Tag's podcast if you all want. But I was like, what in the world did I post in my description that, I mean, none of these words seem to be, you know, on my list. And the closer I looked, I the word that I had on there was so weird. It was Okay, so the word that I figured out that I was using was on this list, and it was meat, and it's like M E E T, and I really? think I, so not like M E A T or anything like that. Meat, and I think I thought I wrote doing some naked yoga on a Friday afternoon to limber myself up for the weekend because you never know who you might meet. Okay totally innocent if you yeah. will and M, wasn't the spelling m e e t yeah so i mean are they just saying the context or like that's crazy okay here's what my thought process was they want to discourage anybody from prostitution solicitation and mm. the word meet i'm sure from their lawyer team said that can sound like you're meeting up with somebody. Hey, guys, anybody want to meet up with me tonight? Hit me up in the comments section and I'll meet. That would be solicitation, perhaps. And that would be. But it's so funny that, you know, all these companies, they use these algorithms to look for words instead of really looking at the actual context of how you may have used it. I just yeah. feel like some of these brands, YouTube, Instagram, should now be at a place where they couldn't they have somebody just review if and just see, oh no, no, they meant it like just ethereally they might meet somebody, but not like meet me for you know, prostitution. 
it's just so <laughs> funny. I mean, yeah. I don't know, Cody. Any thoughts on this? Oh, yeah. I was shadow banned be- on Instagram because I used the word Kansas. I was in Kansas, and I hashtag. I know, right? I looked up on on the internet what the banned words were for Instagram, and Kansas is on the list. I have no idea why. Really? So I had, I, yes, I had to delete that post. But Dorothy's from Kansas. It's like it doesn't <laughs> get any more, you know, squeaky Innocent. clean than Dorothy. Right? So I have no idea why it's up there or what it could be. But, I mean, they must have a reason for it if Kansas is on that list. And I'm like you said, I'm sure meat, no matter who, not how innocuous it may sound in your context, especially, then they, they have their reasons for not wanting up there. So. Well, I bookmarked this page because I spent like an hour and a half wondering what I did wrong. And then I looked up words you cannot use. And of course, I found that. But it took me forever because I'm going through the words and I'm like, suffocation, you know, the N word. Like, what am I saying that's. And then I saw that word. I'm like, oh my God. So I had to look for word for word. And it was just crazy. You know, staying on OnlyFans, uh, we all know and most of us love Austin Wolf. And interesting, he just did this thing in Puerto Vallarta when I was there because he did a thing called Collab Week, where he essentially invited some of the top creators on OnlyFans. And Jet, who's in one of our former recent guest on Tags Live and who I met and was talking about actually helped put this together where they took them to the naked beach and the whole idea was to create a ton of content that they could almost have for the next several months on this naked beach and there's a lot of videos surrounding it maybe you've all seen it but it was a really great idea to create something for content creators. And he seems to be at the forefront of this. I'll tell you a little bit more about what he said, but he said, as somebody who's been in the industry a long time and the level of success that I've obtained, I feel like a responsibility. And I think it's a great way to bring everyone together. When one wins, we all win is what he said. And he also talked about Every single one of these boys comes to work. We want workers. Every one of us, black, white, Asian, brown, whatever you are, there is an opportunity for you. We have taken it back. We are going to do it our way. If you don't like it, don't watch. But you're going to watch, he he assured us. And (laughs) when talking about clapping back at people that are like, oh, what do you really do for work? He says, you know... I treat everyone with respect. I would, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I would just hope that with everything going on in the world, I'm paraphrasing, of course, that you would just think that, you know, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But we all are doing our thing and we're not hurting anybody. And so he plans to do this for years to come. And I mean, I hope someday I'm invited to collab week with my new OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, who knows? What do you think, Jeremy, when you hear of Austin Wolf and what he's creating and his sort of unapologetic way of the, the work that he produces? I think that's excellent. And kudos to him. He's been doing it for a long time. And I mean, building your business is a thing in any sort of realm of employment and work and that's what his line of work is and it has been for a long time so i think it's great yeah it's interesting i agree one of the things he also said in this interview that he did with out.com cody was that 
you know, a lot of this work, it is like every other job. You do have to market yourself. You do have to put yourself out there. And what do you think about the way he has developed his career for so many years? Because he also says he got into it later in life and he's kept himself pretty preserved and he's going to try and keep doing it for as long as he can. Oh, yeah, he definitely still looks great. And I've seen it up close and personal out and about, not in the bedroom or anything like that. There's no leaked se sex tapes coming this way, unfortunately, not at least with Austin Wolf. <laughs> um, but he is doing the damn thing. He's great. I'm glad that he is expanding and extending an, the olive branch to these younger uh, people that are coming up in OnlyFans to help them build their their brands as well. It's it's what you got to do. You got to reach back and help people, you know, so that they can come up as well. So kudos to Austin because he's he's great. And I have been on like a porn kind of binge, a sabbatical. No, oh, I'm opposite. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I want to get back in touch with my own sexuality. But I'm I've seen a lot of the social media things that are going on that he's been promoting for this. And I might have to tap back in to watch this one because it looks hot. Yeah. According to Jet of Jet's Naked Tours, he told me a little insider information about it. And he said it was really a sexy hot. I think they, they went out early in, the, not early in the morning, but they went around 10 a.m. And they didn't come back till six on this private beach and they did all kinds of shooting throughout the entire collabs and group stuff. And he said it was really productive, fun. Everybody was in, you know, really collaborative and helpful and giving each other tips and advice. And it just seemed like a positive thing to do in a beautiful setting. So, yes, shout out to Jet and, of course, Austin Wolf for keep doing it and giving me inspiration. So, yay. Okay, well, a recent poll came out by Wallet Hub. I haven't heard of them before, but they released, I'm not really happy with them. I'm just going to start off with that, with their 2024 list of the most fun cities in America. And just to give you a little bit of the criteria that they use, they use a lot of metrics, so size of city and proximity to things that things like entertainment things like how much it costs per city but really keep that in mind proximity to like if it's restaurants how far would it take you to get to you know within a certain area those are some of the things and they compared over 180 u.s cities again based on 65 key metrics ranging from fitness centers per capita to movie costs to the average business hours for of breweries well new york city ranked number 10 on the list as one what? of the most fun cities i was like what uh-uh <laughs> with a score of 49.35 the big apple placed fifth in entertainment okay thanks and recreation 10th <laughs> in nightlife and parties what and, and, a, and i this definitely one, don't agree with that one that's thank crazy. you and we'll, we'll go through the cities in a second and lastly 100 this one i think is true 182nd in costs so we oh, all yeah. know new york yeah. super expensive and so but so are a lot of cities okay coming in at number one as the most fun cities remember based on those key metrics so just keep that in the back of your head was las vegas Las Vegas is a flashy <laughs> tourist destination for a fun weekend, but it's also the most 
most fun city overall, boasting a large number of attractions and a 4.5 star or higher in restaurants. Okay. Orlando, though, is number two. And I have to ask you, Jeremy, because aside from all the amusement parks, you did go to Orlando recently for a huge music fest. Besides that, did you like Orlando? I would not go back unless it was for the music fest. So, I mean, I do not agree with this, this, like any of these metrics and Las Vegas. Are you kidding? Right. I mean, I go to Las Vegas to see a show, but I would not go there. Like, first of all, the gay nightlife is in my opinion, terrible, especially compared to New York city. And I don't know for me, it's just like Straitsville. Yeah. I'm going to go over the list a little bit more, but, you know, one of the things that struck me too, after thinking about this a little bit more, because I've been sitting on this and talking with my sister about this list, is that it really didn't take into overall perception. And I know that's probably a harder metric to take in, but I do feel in fun has to often do with community. And if you're talking about LGBTQ plus community, our fun places are going to be a little bit different than say, I if... Las Vegas is a lot of fun, but I've been in cabs before where I was kind of questioning the cab writer's, you know, take on, he was asking me a little bit too many things, thought I was straight. Okay. I don't know why, but, and was pointing out the strip clubs along the way to my hotel. And I thought, did you not see my rainbow suitcase i mean it's not but i mean i don't know what yeah you didn't see the purse fell out of my mouth i don't understand what's going on just there's a little sense so miami came in at number three which i would have agreed maybe before but i also think miami's a little limited and compared to new york atlanta number four then i want you to weigh in cody san francisco number five and i'm from the bay area Maybe before you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, Mm-mm, not now to me. Number six, New Orleans, seven, Austin, Texas. Heard good things and I loved Austin. Number eight, Chicago. I do love Chicago. Number nine, Honolulu. Just feel like there's not a lot to do there. And number 10, New York. And we could go down the list, but we don't have time. But Cody, what's your list of this top 10 in New York being number 10? That's crazy to me. I don't understand this list. I think that. It's harder to qualify fun in this way. You can't do it by by math. Oh, this is this far away or this it has this many restaurants here. That's not it's not an equation. Fun is not an equation. So I think it's they tried and they gave it a good effort and I'm okay with it. But you have to there are other things that you have to take into account. And also, like Jeremy was saying, this sounds like a very straight list. So maybe it is for the straights and it doesn't take into account what we go through as LGBTQ plus people. So just take right. it for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. It was a generalist for everyone listening to this too. So of course it didn't take that into consideration. But you know, they did have things like Fort Lauderdale, and we all know Wilton Manor is a huge community for the lgbtq plus you know world and it took some factors in but yeah definitely not an lgbtq list i don't want to misrepresent that and okay well we've got to move on to one of our favorite people of the year at least one of my favorites troy savan i just love his album i love when he speaks he actually i didn't know this but gq voted him man of the year 
And oh. he said it's a very strange. He says it's not lost on me the irony of me winning <laughs> Man of the Year when I just did drag for the first time this year in the music video for one of your girls. I feel more in touch with my femininity than ever, and I think it speaks to a point I'd really like to make, which is that my relationship with masculinity has been very strange my entire life. I existed in this gray area be between not being invited to sleepovers for girls' nights and not getting along with any of the boys. Unlearning and deprogramming of all that has taken so many years, and it's and it's lots of people. I'm so lucky to have incredible women in my life. I pull so much from them and their strength and power is something I'm in awe of. I also have incredible men in my life. And the biggest thing for me has been the queer people in my life that I've been along the way. These are people I look forward for self-love first and foremost and for the love of each other and the love of community. And I love that they voted him man of the year. I think you know, 10 years ago, maybe even less, we would have never seen somebody like a Troy being called man of the year. And I think it's, I do think we're redefining what it means to be a man. I hope we are in many ways, that it's not all about the brawn and the this, you can have your feminine sides to yourself. And to me, that makes you more of a man when you're willing to accept who you really are. And co Jeremy, when you heard this about Troy Savon being man of the year and the irony that he feels, what do you think of that? I understand why he finds irony in it, but I do think that it's great and it's progressive. And I think that anyone can be an example of man of the year and their own version of what that is. And I, I like that he is... I don't know, just pushing the boundaries and the envelope and a new example for an, uh, an example of a successful artist and man and especially in our community. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, Cody, I do think it's important that we still have some of these mega magazines like GQ around and, you know, many magazines like this that do sometimes these lists they recently i think it was time magazine not my favorite but called uh, <laughs> um what's her name person of the year taylor swift oh i don't know her who no. <laughs> person of the, was it person of the year i think woman of the woman year of the i year? think that i'm I think pretty sure no oh, it's yeah. person you're right it's person, person of powerful the year. person of the year she's person of the year i think not powerful I don't think it's. But I think powerful. it has to do with powerful. Yeah, person of the year, right? It wasn't yeah. just woman. You know, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I do acknowledge and recognize the impact that she has had from the music community to the touring to voting for her her people, getting out there and voting. So while I don't really love her, I see her impact. And I said, I think those are good. What do you think about Troy Savon and GQ's Man of the Year? Well, I'm so glad you didn't ask me about Taylor Swift. So. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think it's amazing. I think GQ naming him Man of the Year is fantastic. And it shows how far we have come as a society that this straight, man's magazine can say 
that Troy Savan is the man of the year and he just was in drag. It just shows how progressive GQ is becoming because 20 years ago it would have been Clint Eastwood or somebody like that. And also kudos to Troy for pointing out that femininity is part of who we are as a person. So it shows his evolution as well and how he is trying to progress society and have a, a good stamp on it. So kudos to all of them. It's great. I love it. And I just wanted to read a little something that friend to the show, he won our Bakaya trip resort gin, friend to the show, after he came actually to our party here with his lovely boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we, I, he was leaving the party and he sent me a little text. And I just wanted to read a little bit related to this. He said, I love how unapologetically gay your apartment is. <laughs> the gay mm-hmm. art, the Madonna poster, everything about it is perfect. Your outfit was on point. I was drooling. <laughs> Thank you. This might sound a bit strange, but you in a kilt made me open my eyes to maybe try to get out of my comfort zone. I always wanted to wear one, but that Latino machismo held me back but seeing a gorgeous mexican man in a kilt gave me the permission to get one and wear one and he said thank you so much for the inspiration and i just think thank you for saying that jen and because you know at this point now i really this is my life i i'm a man i think of myself this way but you never know the impact you have and i think the more we push ourselves and we acknowledge people like troy savan for putting it out there that it is cool that this is the newer iterations of men and they're beautiful and they're more well-rounded than ever before. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, yeah. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Let's move on and don't do this at home because if you take prep like I do, make sure that you don't do this. A joke was tweeted earlier recently when some people were a little like confused and somebody on Zach Well tweeted, just started prep. Are you supposed to be taking that big pill on the first day of the month? And it's like this little like stamp that they put on the top of the pill. And he was kind of, I think he was joking, but actually I don't think he, it's that little thing. Do you guys take prep, both of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. Yes. Okay. Well, it's that plastic thing that goes inside the silicone, oh. inside the bottle that he was probably joking. He's like, I should take this. But actually, a lot of health professionals chimed in after there saying, I've had a patient ask me, where's her super pill? Was I've, I've had a patient ask me where her super pill was in her refill. She's been eating the, that for a year. And somebody else said the same thing too. Like, where is that pill? And... As someone who works in the pharmacy, this has been a legitimate question. Others also seem to have a little idea that the plastic widget serves as a function. It's really, it's like those other silicon beads or packets that you get in there. They're really supposed to be 
absorbing any moisture inside the bottle. Mm -hmm. And I've been guilty of throwing that silicone huge thing just out, like other people said too, but I think I'm just going to keep it in there and let it do its job. But can you believe, I mean, they said things like, this is reportedly harmless if swallowed, it can actually, you could choke on this thing. Um, are you surprised, Jeremy, that people would think that you should take that that silicon? I really am, and I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, there's a difference between whatever else is contained in the pill bottle versus the pills themselves. Well, exactly. It just goes to show me, too, that I, I mean, I knew not to do that. But when I don't know something, <laughs> I tend to read the directions. And many, all of my medication comes with this huge pamphlet. And you could actually read and see everything in there if you really wanted to. I just think most people are like throwing that away, opening it up. And what do you think, Cody? Were you surprised? I hope you're not taking that. <laughs> <laughs> only the first time no i've never i've never i've never taken that that is it's wild to me that somebody would it's like clearly plastic i don't i'm kind of dumbfounded i don't but you i shouldn't be surprised at what people could think because there's so many ways for people to think so i i'm not going to judge this person i'm glad that they finally ended up talking to their doctor and that they got the proper way that they're supposed to be taking these pills and yeah that's it good for them <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say? Not a whole lot, but yeah, that was great. <laughs> when in doubt, people read the directions or, hey, guess what? Call your doctor. Or, yes. Yeah. I mean, back to when I just got my recent physical. Oftentimes, my doctor on the spot, even though we haven't gotten the results, he can put in the prescription to update and get it. He didn't do that. And so now I'm on a thing called patient fusion. And I know a lot of people are on various versions of that where you can actually communicate with your doctor really quickly instead of calling the office. And I just said, hey, can you put in the new prescription for Truvada and he did and I, he didn't even respond he just I got the note from my prescription that it was being filled and so yeah always ask and I think you'll be safe okay let's talk a little bit of fashion and when fashion I'm talking about Tom Ford who recently opened out up about a lot of things about his life including sex about selling his company as well as life after his late husband, who he lost earlier this year, to husband and fashion journalist Richard Buckley. And so he's 62 years old, looking fabulous, and he's decided to continue just making films. He decided it's time. After 35 years, I had said everything I could say with fashion, and it's important to know when to get off the stage, he said. And he loved making those early films for the last two films he's made, but he would like to take the next 20 years and make more films. And when asked about sex, he actually divulged that when he was really young as a kid, he had no idea that he was attractive. Nobody told me that I was attractive in high school. When I hit pu puberty, all of a sudden, every girl fancied me. I was on the ski team. I had girlfriends. I had sex at a pretty early age. I drank a lot. I got high. I love his honesty. I think it's really cool. 
And when he's talking about sex, he says, I used to give models a talk right before the show. And this just reminds me of, we used to do this huge show in the uh, California called Macy's Passport. And we, my sister and I filmed a behind the scenes and I was always a part of it. And model talk or model chat was what we called it. And it was like that convo that the director had with all the models before they went on stage to say, get your shit together, look fierce, and but also some loving words as well. But basically, look fierce. And what he would tell his models is with the microphone, after I already had some drinks, when you walk down this runway, everyone in this room should want to fuck you. Everyone. Now, (laughs) I didn't do that. He says, nowadays, I couldn't do that speech. I mean, and he didn't do it for the last five years. He says, I can't say that to models anymore. Everyone should want to fuck you. But I used to always say that. And it was important, even in the way they looked, in the way they walked. And Jeremy, as somebody that's going to be, you just already pre-recorded it for our upcoming show of a certain age. I believe it's episode nine, and it's so good, along with Ashley Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I just loved our conversation of a certain age, our brand new Cody's in Mind brand new podcast. Yep. We're talking all about fashion and We talked a little bit about how fashion can change your mood. We didn't talk so much because it's more this show, but how do you feel fashion? Do you dress like if you're going out so that everyone wants to fuck you? Because I kind of do if I'm going to a certain place. And I already know Cody's response, but we'll get to him in a minute. (laughs) But I want to hear from you. When you want to feel sexy, do you dress the part? I feel like I dress for the occasion. So I think that... Sometimes I'm either the occasion or my mood. Sometimes I want to be like shimmery and sparkly and more gay than other times. And then sometimes I want to be more butch. And then I don't know, other times I'm like, okay with being casual and just, I don't know, just maybe looking sexier or appealing in that sense. But I don't really base it off of like ever being on the prowl. I base it off of like my mood and then also just where I plan to be in that day or night. You know, I kind of have to agree with you because I kind of do the same thing. So for example, I knew you were coming for four days or three or four days. I had an event prior to the day you got here. And I literally, when I know it's a scheduled week of fabulous events, I literally have a little party for one and I start laying out all the clothes Mm -hmm. and doing a little costume party of not costume fashion party because it's not costume it's fashion and i don't like costumes as much i actually love fashion and i chose like a certain look for your party and i don't know that it was sexy as much as i felt strong and fabulous in it yeah it was kilts and it was leather leggings and it was chunky boots and it was a fitted Mm -hmm. vest and i dress for the part as well now if i'm going somewhere sexy later i can just take off my shirt and you know enough said we're done like that will you know and if it's the kilt i can take off the leggings and no underwear underneath so you can always take off layers of clothing to be sexy but i do agree that you know you kind of if I'm going to a certain event, I do want certain people to fuck me, but it's usually at after hours events. Well, how do you weigh in on this, Cody? 
or is it always a crop top? <laughs> exactly. I always have to have some skin showing. I don't, I love both of your responses, but I am probably the complete opposite. I feel like every time I walk out the door, I want to feel sexy. I want for, I, I guess in Tom Ford's words, for, for people, everyone should be wanting to fuck me. I, I think I'm actually going to make that one of my daily mantras right now when I wake up because <laughs> it, New Year's resolution? it definitely is. It's fantastic. And I can't believe I never thought of it before. I think that's going to get me motivated to do the things that I need to do for my day because it's just, fa it's fabulous. And yeah, I just wake up and I, it doesn't matter if I'm going to a kid's party. Well, no, if I'm going to a kid's party, I'm going to probably cover up a little bit more. But every every other place, I'm I'm dressing like I want everybody to fuck me, basically. Love your honesty, and I think it's great. So, yeah, that's really cool. We want to hear what you think and how do you dress. Do you dress like everybody wants – you want everyone to fuck you? Let us know. Okay, well, this is a new segment for the rest of the year, and it's like a few weeks, but – we're doing year in review where we look back at some of the earlier episodes and see what we were really talking about in those early episodes of 2023 and see how they actually stand up to today. What did we learn? Does it still stand up? Are we still shocked? And this first one isn't as much, but we're starting off today. We'll do one Cody on Tags Live starting Wednesday. But Oh, I can't wait. I'm was, excited. It was back in January, early January of 2023. And I know it seems like a million years ago, but it was not but a year ago, less than a year ago, and it was episode 427. It was our first episode of the new year, and the three of us were actually on that episode. And one of the things that we were talking about was I was talking about uh, a date like New Year's resolutions, sexy New Year's resolutions. And I had just met a guy in late 2022 that I met on the naked beach. And I saw him on New Year's Eve and we ended and I was really excited to go on some dates with him in the new year. Okay, here's how it played out. I ended up going on three or four dates with him and then it petered out because the sex wasn't happening. The dates were great. And if you'll remember those episodes where I, it sort of petered out and later this year I found out that he really wanted me to be the dom to his sub. I do feel it's a little late to go back in time, but we're still friendly on the gram. And who knows, maybe in 2024, I will be his dom to his sub. But the other thing that we were talking about in terms of goals and sex goals, as I like to call it, we played a game with a puzzle where you had to look at this puzzle and what the first words that you saw we're supposed to dictate your year ahead. And Jeremy, what you saw in this puzzle were things like, well, you said, actually, you wanted to date more, you wanted to socialize more, and you wanted to have more fun. That's what you told us on the show. Have you dated more? Well, and the other thing you said, Jeremy, is you, do, you don't really believe in resolutions because you think that they're not realistic. Did any of those things mm -hmm. happen for you? So I definitely did the last two, but I definitely did not date more. I think that I spent so much time meeting new people and making new friends and traveling. And so I think that that partakes in having more fun. 
and maybe we'll see that maybe the dating will come in this new year. I'm not sure. I like that, but I like that you said you wanted to have more fun and it seems like you did in your urine review. And so I think that's kind of cool. And yeah, hey, maybe put that dating thing into next year. So yeah, definitely. Cody, one of the things you said on that episode 427 was you wanted to have, because we were talking about a Twitter poll that a lot of the gays were saying they wanted to have more gay sex in 2023. And you said you definitely, you said, quote, although I'm in a relationship, I want to have more (laughs) gay sex. So how did that work out? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm having more gay sex, but not in my relationship. <laughs> well, you kind of said it in a weird way because I just re-listened to it. And you said, well, I'm in a relationship, but I would also like to have more gay sex. So you're kind of doing what you said then. <laughs> I know, right? Except we're not in the relationship, which is kind of, you know, it's neither here nor there. I'm... Uh, I I still stick to my resolutions and I'm proud of myself for that. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And then lastly, with this puzzle game we were playing, you had to see what it was this abstract puzzle, if I can remember. And whatever words you saw were the things that were going to come into your life. And Jeremy said the words that he saw were connection, purpose, gratitude, were the words that he saw. Um, mine were connection, miracles, and gratitude. Cody, yours was purpose, family, and alignment. So oh. just see how that resonates with you. I think it's always okay. good to look back on <laughs> the year past. And yeah, but I'm kind of with Jeremy, like not so much New Year's resolutions because but maybe some goals here and there, and it could be always kind of fun. So, um, okay, I think we can do this one quick one. We're trying quick. It's a recent Reddit thread that said they're thinking about hosting an orgy and they need advice and tips. I've never hosted an orgy, and I'm the o- and the only orgy I've been was a bar that hosted it. I've never been to a private orgy, so I'm hoping people can give me advice and tips. And I figure, this is what he said, I figure I would get some Costco rum, vodka, beer, what about tequila? (laughs) And And Costco food platters, and of course music and porn, no drugs. And I considered an Airbnb, but that seems like overkill since I'm inviting a dozen guys. Okay, as a co-host of a current Airbnb, do not do it at an Airbnb. We do not need stains on the furniture. (laughs) No, absolutely no. On the walls? What do you mean? If it's a good orgy? No. (laughs) As a co-host and the sister of somebody that owns property in in a place, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) So a hotel room is what I'm opting for, specifically one that has a kitchenette, a wet bar, and oversized bathroom that includes a guest suite. So all the fucking is happening in one room and all the casual non-sex will be in the main room. Well, he did this post before and he got some recommendations and people put a lot of really good things. And some of the things that people said were the um, people need to RSVP. You need to have your date and location on there. Things like expected attire, jock straps, harness, underwear, when the guests arrive, you should also have other kinks 
and gear needs pre-approval. Guests can put their belongings in plastic bags that are provided and write their names on it with a Sharpie. On the invite list, encourage prep, STD testing, and inform that condoms will be provided and lube. I think you should bring your own, actually. (laughs) Invitation specifies window period for entry starting at, say, 3 p.m., but door closes at 6. I like that one. And inform that there should be showers and bathrooms are available on use. Um, one of those, uh, you should have hand soap, uh, plastic bags and Sharpie, leather, leather scented candles and aromizer. That just seems weird. I mean, anyways, it goes on and on. I could go on and put some of this on Tegs podcast, but somebody also said things like no pics or video recording. I really like that. Zero tolerance for drugs. I liked that. You know, maybe come prepared if you're going to bottom. That could be another thing. But after reading this whole list, it was like, oh, my God, like, forget it. I would never want to do one of these now. And I did sort of (laughs) my like a sexy Christmas party. I've talked about it on the show a million times, but it was called XXXmas. And I had sort of a dark back room that some fun stuff happened, like BDSM flogging. And at one point, I had a kitchen that was the red light district, and people had their dicks out, and it was fun. But I kind of like that flirty side to it. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on some of these things that he's asking, and what would be your recommendations? I mean, I think that he needs to cut out some of these stipulations, because it sounds like an all-exclusive, really terrible event. And I think that it should be simplified. I do think that some of the things are necessities, like saying what you do and don't want in the environment, such as like extracurricular activities and uh, and being clean and just having like the right supplies or just being showered or whatever. But... Uh, I think some of them are a little bit too specific and make it like sound a little bit less fun. Right. Yeah. I mean, somebody also wrote, put everyone on the group chat and then it's like, are these your friends? I I don't want to, it's supposed to be a party. And at that point, don't you just want to like, Oh, six and one, let's just go to a, like a sex club at the end of the yeah. day where they already are prepared for all of this. I right. think, or the bathhouse. Or the bathhouse. Cody, what else did you think of this party? It just sounds like a lot of work. Jesus. Like no more fun anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you get there, if you're hosting this party, then you have to think of all of these things that you have to incorporate to this sex party. I've actually been to hotel sex parties before and I had an amazing time. I There was definitely no recording or maybe it's before like cell phone cameras were like super popular, but I, that's neither here nor there. But I think that all, all of these suggestions are wonderful, but I'm, they definitely need to inject more fun into this. And if it's all their friends, then simplify everything. Here's my last recommendation that keep it to some of these big weekends, like IML international, Mr. Leather or, What's the one in D.C., Jeremy, that you used to go to all the time? Uh, Mid-Atlantic Leather, right? Mid-Atlantic, yeah. Yeah. 
and stay at the host hotel because the host hotel has already made the stipulations for all of this going on. In other words, there's nobody else. It's almost like our Vakaya trip at the Hilton, right, Cody, where all guests Mm -hmm. are there for the same reason. You can walk in the lobby. There's lobby parties that are BDSM practically, and you can be in your jockstrap. It's a lot of these areas. And at night, hotel rooms, people bring their slings, and it's an easy way to have an orgy in room 406 as it is in 807 as it is into 1011 you can do all of this kind of stuff in a already inclusive fun environment and you don't have to worry about all these stipulations and just that much more easy breezy and save the rest for the the bathhouses and the sex club because it's sounding more work than fun to me but Mm -hmm. that's just my take or yeah or know the people that just invite a small group you know do you really want all these people at your place i don't know but that's just my take there's so many spaces out there that are opening up but Anyways, this has been so much fun on the kickoff of the holidays. It's not even the kickoff. We're already in it, but it's been so much fun with you guys. You can always follow my co-host. You can follow Jeremy and see all of the fun that he had for his birthday weekend here in New York City that I will sure will continue at J. Ross Lopez, at J. Ross Lopez on the gram. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Cody and I are back live with Tags Live this Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. So join us for that. Of a Certain Age drops this Wednesday in the morning. Of a Certain Age, Owaka, as we like to say, episode number eight is dropping Wednesday morning. Follow me on the gram. I am underscore Steve V. Check out my new OnlyFans, Sexy Poppy Steve V. Sexy Poppy Steve V. New content coming this week. And in the meantime, guys, continue, continue having, having hot, 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 gay, gay, gay sex. sex.